Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. <laughs> I'm joined by Black Trey, uh, John Gervais. We've got Rob Lopez on production. A little bit later, we'll be joined by the lovely B. But today, we got a guest, this brother, making so much money, he's Venmoing me. Logan Murdoch of The Ringer. The, the, the new podcast is called The Ringer NBA Show. It's Logan Murdoch. It's Raja Bell, and Logan, you were on this pod a long time ago, and then because of certain contractual obligations, you weren't allowed to come on this pod. So welcome back, man. Welcome back to the guest spot. Welcome Thanks. back, bro. Thanks, yeah. bro. I don't, I don't know who's listening to this, but for, for whatever who's listening to this, do not listen to a mean. I ain't got no money. I'm broke. I ain't got nothing to give. I know y'all saw the tweet. I know all that. That was the last dollar in my bank account. That's how much I love a mean. I ain't got no bread. So if you guys hear this, he's lying. When, when Logan says, I don't know who's listening to this, he's basically talking to his friends and family. If y'all are listening to this, <laughs> I didn't get the Spotify money. Bill got the Spotify money. I'm just a black man trying to make it in America. We get it. A black man trying to make it in the Bay Area. You know the vibes. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, I guess let's start here. Obviously, The Ringer was in the news earlier in during the pandemic, uh, earlier this summer, I guess, for kind of all the wrong reasons. A lot of conversation about a lack of diversity over there, um, a lack of black representation. And it feels like since that moment, even though uh, – 
you know, it, it, they kind of defended themselves pretty, pretty strongly. They've kind of put their their money where their mouth is in terms of bringing in a lot of new voices and new faces in there. And you're one of them. And obviously, Roger is another one. Logan, can you talk to us a little bit how that came about? Uh, I mean, I, I would just say that, the, you know, the ringer is a, is a place that um, that I've always kind of had my own. It's always a place that uh, I, I saw myself. Um, as far as that, I think uh, the diversity stuff, I think that's sort of just a uh, representation of our whole um, business as a whole. And um, like you said, they've been uh, very forthright in how they feel about diversity and how they want to move going forward. And I can just take them at their words and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, we got Raja Bell. We got also got uh, Van Lathan on. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Tynes is a really, really, really great yeah. writer. We had him on. Yeah, he's pretty good. Really great writer. Um, Michael Peters is also a really great writer. There's a lot of great writers. And um, I think that it's cool to have live service, but, you know, you got to put action behind it. And so far, you know, since I've gotten on, they've seemed to go towards that that um, that goal of making it diverse and making a diverse uh, company. So we'll see what happens, but I'm happy to be here. It's funny because I read the uh, – you wrote a medium kind of – you know, a little bit of a memoir. I don't know if you want to call it that even. Just kind of explaining how you got to be in the media side, you know, from a young age you were interested in this and watching, you know, writing about the progression, your progression, and here you are at The Ringer now, and this is, you know, you're a big acquisition for them. Uh, I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. But um, one of the interesting things you were talking about was a story about, your your mom going to a Laker game yeah. and getting Kobe to shout you out. I like I'm not familiar. Is your was your mom in the media too, or how did how did that come about for her? So my mom was was in the media. She uh, you know back in the day it wasn't um, you know Twitter and everything like that. So the way that people got their updates was either watching television or it was listening to the radio. And so she would she worked at uh, Metro Networks. Um, in Sacramento and she would do updates for, you know, ESPN radio and uh, Fox sports radio and things like that. And she would also go get sound at the end of the game and, you know, maybe do a wrap up, uh, from the, from the arena. And this is, uh, I think Oh three Oh four season. So the Kings are really good. You know, the Kings were, right. you know, towards the end, but they were still really good. So there was a lot of, um, intrigue and she did a lot of updates for ESPN and, and Fox sports back then. And so one game, this was the game where Kobe, um, I remember when Kobe, it was one of his freeze out games in Sacramento when he just didn't shoot. And he yeah. was like, I, and it was, uh, it, I don't know. It was the game when they, when one of the, uh, Lakers players, anonymous players said, I don't know how we'll ever forgive him because he, he didn't, he didn't shoot. Um, so it was that game. And my mom went to the, uh, she used to go to the opposing locker room. So she called me and had me on the headset and was like, yo, um, just listen. And she had me, uh, she had me listening on Phil Jackson talk, uh, Shaq talk um, a little bit. And then Carl Malone. And the last person was Kobe. And, um, if you got, we all know that if you're not in, um, there's a, there's a code that you have, but like after, after she got sound, she just told Kobe, you like, my son is a huge fan of yours. And you know, he's on the phone right now, like breaking protocol, but also being a, like a real dope mom. Right. And then Kobe was like, if he can hear me, tell him I said, what's up? And I'm on the phone and like Kobe's my best, my, like my favorite player. And I'm just like going crazy. I'm going crazy. And so she can hear me in the, 
in the in the headset. And so she's trying to keep her cool. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so from that moment on, like I knew like I'm not a great hooper, but I knew that I wanted to be around it. I knew I wanted to be around journalism. And it was because of that moment in SAC um, when she uh, when she did that for me. All right. So the other thing I was going to ask you about that that essay that you wrote was the way you got your your first you know Bay Area writing job was when uh, Marcus Thompson basically recommended you, and you said, and in it you said who I thought didn't like me at the time, but you never elaborated what the backstory is there. You know, Marcus is a homie. Okay, messy for sure. Um, yes, let's do it. Well, I mean. Marcus is the type of guy that is like, he's very tough love, um, especially for younger people, younger kids. Like he's not going to tell you that he likes you. I mean, he'll just, he's, he's more of an actions over words side of a person. Right. So he, I didn't, I never met him at that point, but he was just roasting me and shit. He would always roast me whenever I seen him. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know you like that. I don't <laughs> even know you right now. Why are you always roasting me? Why are you always talking about my high waters, bro? I'm just trying to dress different. Like, I, why are you over here telling me I'm a square? Why are you doing this? I don't even know you. You don't know me. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought he didn't like me. And um, there was a lot like, and this was just a, a different thing. Bro wouldn't follow me on Twitter. You feel me? He wouldn't follow me on Instagram. Bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, what's going He would, he would do the shit like he would at me, but not follow me on, uh, on Instagram or at me and not follow me on Twitter. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, and so I didn't think he liked me. And I, I don't even know how I got his number. Oh, I got his number because I was on a, we were both doing a, I was, I was at SJI, the Sports Journalism Institute, and he was an alumni of that. So I remember he hit me one time, like just randomly. I was on the, I was interning in Nashville, Tennessee with a friend of mine named Colton Pouncey. And like, bro, we was so broke that, we was so broke that summer. We was sleeping on the floor because we didn't even like have, we couldn't even afford a mattress. Mattress. Bag, right. Yeah. So we on the floor and shit, just playing um, 2K, and I get a text, and it's it's just Marcus. I don't really, I'm, at this point, I don't really talk to him like that. So I don't even know, like, so I see Marcus Thompson, why he texts me? Don't say hi, don't say, hey, how you doing? It's just reach out to the Mercury News, okay? So, like, I call him, he ain't even answering the phone. He just sent that straight message, like, reach out to him. And I'm like, all right. And so I reached out, like, the next day. And this wasn't even for a job or nothing. I just reached out to the editors out there, and then they just said, keep in touch. And next thing you know, about two months later, I had a job covering the Golden State Warriors. And just for, like, a little bit of context, this is 2017 when when uh, Marcus had left the Bay Area News Group and the Mercury News to go to the Athletic, which mm-hmm. wasn't the Athletic it is right now. It was just, I think they— They were the first. Him and Tim were the first. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't an Athletic Bay Area until Marcus and Tim Kawakami came up. And so he was just leaving. And so, you know, when people leave and you leave with good standing, they say, who do you think we should keep our eye on? And he said me. And, uh, you know, I'm ever forever indebted to Marcus. And Marcus is the, I mean, the more I understood Marcus and the more I just knew, like we both, uh, we were both from different parts of Oakland. And the more I just like really just started um, like getting to know him, he's really one of the unsung heroes of, for for younger journalists. And, He's re- he's always down. He's always down to talk. He's always I wouldn't be here without Marcus Thompson. And also more than that, and not to just like because like I really don't like compliment him in per and in, in public settings, but whatever. But like he's one of the people that really just um, you know showed that you can you don't just as a black journalist you don't have to just do it a certain way. 
You know what I mean? You don't have to just do it right, a right. very cookie cutter way. You know, he was just like a dude for, that I grew up like. I didn't know Marcus growing up, but he seemed like a person that I grew up around. You know what I mean? But he was right. also talking to Steph. He was also talk had a great rapport with Steve Kerr. He told these amazing stories. So he made me see that I could do it my way. And, you know, he's been an inspiration in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, shout out to him. But that's it. I don't want to talk. I don't no, I'm about to say, I'm not, like, I'm not even comfortable with all this Marcus Thompson praise because the funny thing to me was, like, you you would say, oh, because he would, like, talk shit. And, and da, da, da. I'm like, that's Marcus Thompson. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the part where he was mean to you. That's, like, that's his normal kind of attitude. Somebody to do that, though, when I see somebody, right, usually they get comfortable with you before they talk shit. You know what I mean? Usually they get, at least to me, right? Or you and Marcus are two peas in a pod, though, because the first time I met you and me, we was just already, we was just, we was just going at it. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> At the time, and also I was younger too. You know what I mean. It wasn't a, like the same type of confidence level you have right now. You're just an intern. You ain't done nothing yet. You know what I mean. And this is the guy you really don't know and you really want to impress. Like, it's not. He's not your friend yet. He's someone you want to impress. So once when he started talking mess, it's like, oh damn, he don't even like me. You know what I mean. So there was there was that. Um, so, so that's that's why I didn't think I, he liked me. Yo, so so your story just reminded or just gave me a good idea. I want to ask Trey and George. Let's start with you, Trey. The brokest thing you've ever done as an adult. No, so we're not counting childhood or anything. Just as an adult, you already moved out the house. You're your own man. The brokest thing you ever done. This is a new segment, guys. I want to bring it back every once in a while. It's called moment. It's called a moment of vulnerability. Trey, you coined that phrase last week when we were talking about fits that the fashion oh, football yeah. didn't work. So moment of vulnerability, what's the brokest moment of your adult life? Summer Bridge, Fresno State. Um, I ate green beans, bro. That's all I had was some canned green beans. I just put some salt on that shit and just, oh my God. Was, <laughs> and just was getting after it. But it was like one of those points of like, yo, this is poor. I mean, I did in the childhood shit where I was like cornflakes and water. So yeah. I related to Master P a little bit. Yeah. But being of age, I didn't know how to manage my money. Right. So I had the latest J's, which was damn. The, uh, damn. It was the nineteens. So I spent my money. I paid my rent and I bought the J's, but I had no food to eat. And my roommates, they eating, they doing all this, but they ain't got the J's or nothing. Now. I'm looking fly, but I didn't know how to like let that con- concept go. So I'm in the dorm. I'm like, yo, we're going to go to the Satellite Union, go party. And that's when I was hanging out with some Oakland cats. This is the first time I, like, really tapped in with some Bushrod Park, North 59th Street. Niggas, you know what I mean, over there. Right. So they really had put me on. So I done got the Pico, all this other stuff. But I'm broke. I went home. I ain't got nothing to eat. I look in the drawer. It's just a can of, uh, and it's, it's what's the what's the green bean, nigga, the, with the green the on? Green the Jolly Green Giant. The Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> Yeah, it was them <laughs> joints. I put them in the microwave, bro. Threw some salt on it and, and, and ate. Oh, and some hot sauce. And I ate that shit like I ate that shit like at eleven a.m. So think about that. Oh my god, they yeah. farting the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, it was all bad, bro. So, um, you know, the rest the rest was history because I, you know, the macin was a little bit strong. So I got a little chick to hold me down. There you go. That, but... All right, Derv. Moment of vulnerability. The brokest moment of your life, adult life. Yes. This. As soon as you left that home, basically you're not a child anymore. I had enough bread to, to like, you know, get by on those dollar uh, fettuccine Alfredo type joints from Walmart. I lived yeah. off those for a little bit. 
Um, but I had enough money for that. My roommate and I were out of toilet paper. So uh, there was a Burger King up the street from my, uh, my, uh, my apartment. So I went in there. You know, I had the I had my dickies on, you know, I you know, I was fillied out, right? I had the yeah. beard and all that shit. I go in with my book bag and I go into the men's room and I just completely just raided Burger King for every piece of toilet paper they had. I took came out with like five or six because they got the one and two in the yeah. joints and then they had one on the door. So I took it all, bro. I yeah, took it all. We, we we had we had to, we needed to wipe our ass. You, that much though? Like <laughs> you Yeah, bro. It was like, I spent money on food. I had no money for toilet paper. We didn't give. We didn't care about hats and stuff. That's whatever. That's I need toilet paper. All right, man. Damn. Yo. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, we on the Struggle Olympics right now, but I, you know, I, I got some. <laughs> well, oh, you got more? Okay. How much deeper does it get? Give it to you. What, what brokest moment? You know, you live in the Bay, so it's mad expensive up here. I got two stories. One is mad expensive, and I remember... I had to pay rent with coins because that's all I had in my bag. Oh, rent? <laughs> rent, bro. So, hey, the fact that you said that, I had a situ- situation I had to sell my TV of me to make bro, rent. I remember, bro, I had to... I, <laughs> I was looking at my bank account, bro, and I had... Um, I guess I think rent was like my portion, which is actually cheap in the bay. It was like 500 right? But I had like four... 95 to my name, but that was on rent money. But I had the coin jar at the crib, yes. so I I got five dollars worth of worth of worth of quarters. Okay, that shit in the envelope, and I was like, "Here you go. It's all. Don't worry. It's all there." Wait, you put I, the I coins would, in the envelope? You right, didn't, like yeah. not even a money order? No, I ain't even do it, bro. Oh, no, that's an extra dollar. I'm not even mad at you. you, you know what I'm saying? That's all I had. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yo, I, I thought when you, at first you were saying you paying like the whole five hundred in coin. No, like I like I just brought like the big old like jug and stuff and was like just here, keep it, just keep it all is good. I mean, does Section Eight paying me count as the brokers? <laughs> in I, Iowa, Section Eight passed, paid me eighteen dollars a month just to live in my place. Wow, that's yo. <laughs> but you still had the J's though, huh? Oh, I had everything, yeah, bro. Had I was getting two hundred dollars right. food stamps too. It's cracking. It yeah, was cracking right. in college. I, uh, for me, moment of vulnerability. So the brokest I've been, I've definitely paid, like gone to McDonald's and paid in all coins. You too? I like, paid, bro, I did that I at a round that. table one time. At round table? <laughs> I had to go, and it was five seventy-five for a personal pizza, yeah. and I was like, yo. And I did it. I, no shame. This was high school, yeah. so it was an adult story. But I was like, yo. Bro, no you had $5 worth of coins? And coins, bro. It was 5 That's 75. crazy. Bro, I, pay, I, pay, I paid legit in pennies. Like, me and and my cousin Proof, who's... Uh, Charles the Proofy. That, yeah, Proof. <laughs> cousin Proofy, he, he's uh, boss's older brother. He's my age. So I remember we went to McDonald's, and we split a two-cheeseburger meal. And we paid in, like, pennies, straight up. Uh, other broke moments. Uh, definitely had a, a long stretch when I was living in Atlanta. I did not have a mattress or a bed. I slept on a, I slept on the floor on like a comforter, and then a, I used a sheet to like cover me up. And then my cousin felt bad, and so she bought me an egg crate. And so I had the egg crate, and then the comforter, and then the sheet that I covered myself That's with. That's baller. Yeah, I didn't you know do that crazy? before. 
I feel like you don't never know what a, a comfortable bed is until you get a comfortable bed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like you, when when you on the crates and you don't know no better, it's probably like, all right, bet I get a nice little sleep, right? But then when you get a comfortable bed and you get a little money, it's like it's like flying first class, man. You fly first class, and I'm trying to. I'm still in business, bro. I don't know nothing I'm, about I'm, first class. You. It's business coach, coach, right? Because that's where I'm at. <laughs> y'all, y'all both stunting when, on me right now. I mean, with the- oh, you an economy thug? <laughs> Premium economy or basic economy? <laughs> I mean, he don't even get the he don't even get the seat back love, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I pay for the upgrade, dog. I'm six. Hey, I'm six two. This, I got a bad left knee. Yeah. <laughs> I need a, if I can't get an exit row, Yo, I gotta pay. For- so, Jer, be prepared for this, right? So, my oldest, the first like four or five flights we went on because. We would go spring break. We're going to Disneyland or whatever. My oldest would fly, and I get upgraded. You know, on flights to LA, I like it's almost, it's like clockwork. You know, by the economy, but we get upgraded to first class. So the first time we didn't get upgraded, oldest sits down in the seat and says, "As the flight attendants walking by, is like, I'll have an apple juice." I said, "No, no, no, no. They they don't serve drinks before the flight." What do you mean? I'm like, you got to wait till we get up in the air and then they're going to come by with the car. Then looks at the the tray and says, daddy, what's this? Because they used to the tray being in the armrest in first class. So like, wait, wait, wait. So does that someone 20 years from now, your oldest is when they ask about his broke story, is he going to talk about it at the time? He, the first time he wasn't in first class. Exactly. No, it's, it's, I was just like, I was thinking about myself like, wow, man, like, you really, you spoiled for real out here. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even occur. I'm just happy you're not a trash nigga and you let the little homie ride up front. Dude, I took my step. So, you know, I go to Sixers games. I go with, uh, with Mark sometimes. You know, it's just yeah. crazy. So, you know, my, my, my stepdaughter, she's seen me, at, you know, at the game or whatever. So I took her one time and my buddy gave her some seats. Don't you know she had the audacity? We're in a suite. We're in a suite. Food is free. Everything's free. Yeah. It's ice cream. It's pizza. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm winning. She goes, right. I'm like, oh, you having a great time? She says, yeah, but those seats down there are way better. What? <laughs> like, yo, like, that's ungrateful yeah. as shit, right? Like, hell, man. But see, that's what I'm saying. These kids, man, they just don't understand. Yo, I like, you know, you, 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 you regularly sit in those seats with, with Mark, Mark Lamont Hill. You get those nice courtside seats. You get all those photos of Derv. With his face kind of like not looking happy at the way the Sixers are playing, I saw I've sat courtside twice in my life. Right, one time was a- all this real money up in here, bro. Oh, I said, no, ho, ho. not my money. No, 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 not my money either. Money. You know what I'm saying I got a shoe every time they do the shoe. I'm in the picture. Bro, I don't listen, bro. You see this black track? Tra- <laughs> yo, yo, tra- right no. now, going Trey's on? not the ally on this one. Trey is not your ally on this one. <laughs> Trey, you say I'm not his ally. Why? Yeah, not on this one. Not on 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 the lack of wealth, the lack of high living. Look, I, twice, both times. Oh, yeah, no, I was invited, late. right? But <laughs> the second time was was back in January. It was when the Lakers were playing the Knicks, and that was the night. If, I don't know if you remember, Zion was uh, debuting that night, and so I hit up Cole because I'm in the city. I said, "Hey, where are you watching the Zion game? Let's watch the Zion game together." And he said, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to the Nick game. He said, do you want to come? I said, sure. And I'm thinking, like, all right, we're going to go to the Nick game. Like, so I, I go in. I say, oh, I went to Will Call. didn't have my name. He's like, no, no, you got to go to this other entrance. I'm like, okay. I go to the entrance, and I've never had this happen to me in my life, right, 
where I walked into an arena, didn't have a ticket, didn't have a credential. They walked me in. They're like, oh, yeah, come right here. And so we're walking and walking through these hallways, da-da-da, and we come up these stairs, and now it's like I see the floor. I'm like, okay. And now we walk in Gucci Row. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? There go Chris Rock. There go Spike Lee. There go da-da-da. And then Howard Stern is right here, and he got, I guess, his date with him. And then the comedian Jim Gaffigan is right here, and then my seat is here and Cole's right there. And so I sit there, and within, like, minutes, every media member covering the game, because you know where they sit y'all at, Logan, right, all the way upstairs? I'm getting these pictures of, like, is this you? And I'm like, where are y'all, man? And so those pictures, that someone snapped a picture, like an actual picture, like with a photographer, of me looking confused because I'm looking at the Knicks. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And Cole looking bored, and that picture went everywhere, right? Everyone's like, oh, look at me, big time, and da 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 da. I bring all that up to say that uh, my kid sees the picture and says, how come we never sit that close? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you get to go to games for free. When we went, they gave you all a free jersey and a, like a gorilla and a backpack and all this stuff. And, and you asking me, like, the seats aren't good enough? These spoiled-ass children, man. <laughs> Yo, they disrespect you in the garden, bro. Like, with the media seating, the media seating is damn near at the roof, bro. It used to be good, man. Before the renovation, it used to be really good. And then they fixed it up. And up Chase Center's the same way. They got you way the up. Sun's got the best seats, dog. Yeah, so. But for now, hey, Trey, they, they're renovating it. They go, they're going to change. It's going to be different after the renovations. Oh, yeah. Better than, uh, you know, I always got to pump my city. Better than the Wells Fargo Center? Wells Fargo, they put you right down there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, y'all don't never see. This, this is the problem with, with y'all, yo. Like, oh. me has his personal beef with Philly. He never shows anything love. I give you the lie of me to be like, yeah, you know what? Philly's wait, all right. Wait. It's not that bad. Wait, I thought that I thought that East Coast people stick together just to try. Oh, maybe that's nah, just the trash West Coast. New York, New York and Philly don't trash. New York and Philly don't bang with each other. Let, let me let me tell you let me tell you something about Philly. So first of all, they shut down every single street all around this thing. If you call an Uber before the game is over, good luck trying to figure out where the Uber gonna meet you. I had to walk like three miles because I left early that night. I went to uh, Lakers Sixers, which was two nights after that Nick game. And so I left early because I was trying to get back to New York. I was like, yeah, I, I got it. They play basketball. LeBron's good. You know, Sixers are going to win this game. Cool. Head back to New York. I'm, I'm grabbing the train. But, like, I called an Uber, and the Uber's like, yo, I can't get anywhere near the arena. I said, what do you mean? Every road is blocked. Every road? And it's like a huge – it's not like Oracle where it's like, hey, here's the spot. They come in and pick you up from here. So I'm cutting a – I'm just like, what, 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 I had to jump fences and stuff. I'm like, this is, this is uncivilized, man. So I'm doing this right now. No, I, remember, I remember that reminded me at a time actually recently, you lucky you had an Uber to go to bro. Cause I remember, I remember the night Draymond got his um, Jersey retired in East Lansing. Oh boy. And I wound up going to that. Right. And you know, like I'm, I'm from the Bay. I, I, you know, NBA cities typically have Uber or something, right? They yeah. have if something. I be forgetting, like, in the, if you go to the Midwest, you go to Middle America, it's not like that, bro. It's not. Uh, you know, like Draymond, it was uh, it was the Michigan State Duke game this year. Mm-hmm. And Draymond had already, um, like, gotten his jersey retired and stuff. And I'm trying to leave early, you know what I mean? Because I, I have to write that night. And I really just, I, 
I'm new to that that area. I don't really want to write in the in the uh, arena. Like I just didn't want right. to do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna leave like middle of the second half or whatever. And as I'm leaving, I look. It's the first time I ever looked at the Uber or I think it was Lyft. The first time I ever looked at the Lyft and there was no cars. There was no cars around at all. And my hotel is at least like a 10, a 10, 15 minute drive from this place. So I'm like walking around. Maybe I'll find something. I gave up after like a half hour and just rode in the thing because it was no Ubers. And I got like a, luckily I had a friend, Colton Pouncey, the same person I was telling you all about that covers Michigan state. And I got a ride back, but there was no Uber or Lyft there. And I was, I was shook. How'd you get to the game? I got a um well I got one there. There was there was an Uber lift there, but that was at like two in the afternoon. Got you. This was I, I got, at night. I got I I one up you on that one, Jerv. I don't remember, know if you remember this. Do you remember the first year we were in Cleveland for the finals, and we were somewhere and we tried to get an Uber, and I looked at the map and for the first time I there wasn't a, an Uber. The closest Uber was not in the state of Ohio. Wow. It was like legit across state lines, like in Indiana or something. I'm like. Bro, I'm not waiting an hour for this dude to cross state lines to come pick me up. It's something about the it's something about them small Midwest cities like East Lansing. There wasn't no hotel. You know how we get bougie with the hotels. I mean, yeah, you already yeah. know what it is, right? There wasn't the best hotel there was a courtyard. The best because the um I had met you know Raymond Ritter who was the best PR guy. He made he had a dinner for like all the media members and stuff like mm-hmm. that who were who made the trip, and it was right across the street uh, from the Hyatt. And that's where Clay and and Bob Myers and all these players, these NBA players were staying at some random Hyatt. It wasn't even like a groovy Hyatt. It was like a Hyatt right in the shop. What's going on here? I had never seen anything like that before. And like those, those Midwest and those middle American, I don't even want to me- like shit on them. But it's different, I bro. Know. It's different. I know. You, you, you can shit on that. Yo, I mean, that was the night I realized how much you hated Cleveland. Like, I don't think uh, I see. We walked. We had to walk. Do you, and do you remember we had to, we ended up walking because it was just. From the hotel to the arena. Wait, were y'all, were y'all at the 2018 finals? I mean, I think you were. Were you there? Uh, I was. Jerv wasn't. Which no, one? I was only at the first round. Uh, the first, the first uh, Warriors cast. Okay. The, so the last one, I got on at the last, um, the 2018, the last of the, of the NBA finals of Cavs and Warriors. I had never been to Cleveland before, but that was the year when all them flies or whatever, all them bugs was around. It was like raining bugs. And I'm like, what? Like you could see it on a on a on a weather radar screen. That's how you describing an episode on, of uh, uh Watchmen. Bro, we had all that fucking equipment. I just realized that shit. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Bro, it Cleveland was different, bro. I had never been there before. I was like, it's pleasant weather, but why is it raining flies right now? What's going on? The, the the worst part is when you're in the hotel, you're on the 20th floor, you look out the window, and the window got the bugs. I'm like, now how the fuck he come up all the way out here on the outside? Jeez, the I bugs, jeez. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I didn't do a good job on that one, though. That trip, I didn't do a good job with my hotel, bro. I didn't know nothing about hotels. I stayed like oh. 10 minutes outside the city, bro. No. So I had to go through that, man. Now, I didn't no. know anything about nothing. Man, now, I, I, yo, I picked up early just to whatever, whatever hotel Amin tells me to stay at. I'm saying it because it means bougie as shit with a hotel. I wasn't bougie yet. I got I'm bougie now, but I was not bougie. I, I need the breakfast. I need I need and not not like the uh, little content. I need the real breakfast. Wait, y'all, wait. Um, what's your, what's your, I'm not bougie. What's your stance on room service, guys? What, what, uh, when, when it's not on your money, though, when it's not on your money, when it's when it's on the still cool on it. I, I'll be on. Yeah. 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 Like, that that, that shit be, ain't fire. 
I have to it be depend really... on the city, bro, because di- it's different when it's like 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 the market. Okay, if you in LA, what you doing? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm chilling. I'm going, but I got peeps in LA. That's a different. That's what I'm saying. I, so like certain it depends on the, the hotel, though. Cleveland, you gonna order room service? Where are you going to get some food? You gonna go to that yeah. deli that's around the corner? That's Listen, deli. I'm all set. I've been, I'm all set. I've been blessed because I did do the the um, Cleveland series, but that was only two games last year. Toronto, that that's was a, the best experience of my that's life. That's a good city, though. Fire. I love it. So that's a good. That's a, that's oh, a home run, though, so, when you hit the city. See, like that, that's the deal. So when we got to write. We can't afford sometimes to go out if we got to write on deadlines. Well, sometimes I just be like ordering. To, to be the 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 uh, room service all comes down to how tired am I. And also, what city am I in? Because a lot of times, some of these cities, shit's just not open. It'd be like 1230, and I'm like, I'm hungry. I don't want to get Domino's or whatever. So you just order room service, whatever. But like, if it's a good city, if it's a city where I know people, then I'm probably not going to do room service. I just don't like it. I don't really like it. It, It's rare that I've had, maybe one or twice, I had like, it was good-ass food. Shout out to the salmon at the uh, Marquee in Houston. That is a great. It's a great. That's one of the best hotels in the country. That's one of the best hotels on the circuit. One hundred. That's the one with the Texas Lazy River, right? And I've never been on it. I just look at it outside my hotel. I never <laughs> go in it. You always just take the picture when you're about to leave or when you get there. I'll never go in that joint, bro. It's it, it is. That's that's one of the best on the circuit. I would say the Marriott Marquis in Houston. The Delta in Toronto was really nice too. If we get in a hotel, yeah. though, that that's a nice hotel. Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Look, don't be out here looking crazy, looking like some porn dude from the 70s with just fur everywhere. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. So if you grew some quarantine mantids, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. Look, I gotta say, I am an avid believer in manscaping, right? Before Manscaped, I had some regular generic clippers that I got from the store. Um, I've been doing it like for a decade plus, even more, maybe even almost 20 years at this point. Um, But it was always like a hassle because I never knew when those clippers were going to turn against me. And you know the sound, it goes, and then then all of a sudden you got to put like Vaseline down there to clean up those nicks. Don't do that, man. Don't be like me. Don't be a caveman. Go get Manscaped. Their equipment is the best I've ever used in the manscaping region. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. You forever change the grooming game with the perfect package 3.0. Yep, that's the, the, the 3.0 kit. Comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. I'm telling you, that lawnmower, it's like cutting butter with a hot knife it just goes and it's all gone you barely even feel anything this is the best trimmer on the market for those of you needing a chest shave or any other part of your body for that matter the third generation trimmer features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents don't give yourself an accidental nipple piercing okay get yourself the lawnmower 3.0 from manscaped and get it all the way clean or if you still like some hair there, you can adjust the settings and get a length you like. And you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Be sure to use the Crop Cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy. It's an all-in-one formula, so it's as good for your healthy chest hair as it is for your skin. 
Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer, because you know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. And also, look, if you're gonna put deodorant in the, under your arms, why wouldn't you put some in the smelliest part of you, which is basically your nut sack? You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that gives you a pep in your step. Subscribe to the Perfect Package. Get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaper Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. Again, you're getting the Shed Travel Bag. You're getting the Boxer Briefs. You're getting the Crop Reviver. You're getting the Crop Preserver. And of course, you're getting the Lawnmower 3.0. All of that in the Perfect Package 3.0. You can get it right now at manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. 20% off free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, code BOM. Trim your testicles with the vesicles and also your testicles. All right, so anyway, so I, I told a story earlier about going to the game with Cole. And this this week, Cole dropped his signature sneaker on uh, Puma. It sold out literally within one minute as soon as it hit the wire on Friday or Thursday or Friday, whenever it was. And, you know, what makes it different from any other rapper signature sneaker is that athletes are wearing them. Like almost all the Puma athletes in in the bubble right now, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, uh, DeAndre Ayton, the list goes on. Anyone who's a Puma athlete has on the Dreamers, which are the Cole's signature shoe. How do you – what's up? Skylar, Dig- Skylar Diggins has them, yeah. So how do y'all feel about the idea of wearing the sneaker of someone who's not even an athlete, so to speak? Uh, it depends on the shoe because I'm looking at them right now. I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't know that these were Cole's shoes. I knew that they were Pumas, and they kind of fire, bro. Right. Especially these colorways are kind of fire. So I, I would say it, dep- it always goes down to the look for me, like – these are way better than the Kanye shoes. These are way better than the Kanye Adidas. They're way better. And the Kanye basketball shoes, in my opinion. Oh, no. I'm, that, my, me shaking my head is agreeing with you because they're trash. Okay. Kanye sneaks are trash. That's what I'm saying. I disagree, but... You, but cool. see, you... But you... I, I, this is going to come off like I'm coming at you and I'm not coming at you. You like Crocs. Nah, no, Huh? You like Crocs. So I like support. No, no. So, but like Kanye, but I got, Kanye listen, this sneaks is, the is like that lane now. Nah, not even. This is the thing. I like, although I like asterisk, 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 asterisk shoes in that particular moment because the rollout should have been out three years ago. So it's prior to all this BS that he was doing. But I don't think that cold shoe is a bad shoe. I think it reminds me of the Curry 6 or 7, which is very low and it has very ankle support. But I'm also not looking at it as oh, I'm going to go buy Jayco's shoe. It's a nice-looking shoe, so I'm going to buy it off the rip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like so, Kind of like Logan said. Like, you look at it, you don't even know whose shoe it is, but you know you like it. Yeah. So now that he adds his stamp, it's an easy sell. It's nope. like, okay, now I got even more to it. You know what I'm saying? I was already going to buy the shoe, but now you're telling me this is Jayco's shoe? Oh, come on. 
Well, take Trey, my money. Trey, you said it, it should have happened three years ago. I was talking about Asterix shoes. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But no, I don't like the high tops. I will say that. Not a fan of those. Those are nasty to me. The, the sky. The, no, they're both hoop snoots. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Cold? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he had a high top. The high top? Yeah. The high top is a sky dreamer. The white joints to me, huh? I respect them, and I understand which, which, where the, the sky dream, the high ones. Are they, oh, yeah, that's the high what ones, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the high ones, I respect it, but it's out of my element. I don't want no more high shoes unless it's a retro that I had when gotcha. I was like 12, 13. So, but I respect it. I'm more, if I'm going to hoop with you and Jerv, yeah. I want to wear low tops. So the low top pair would be more, it's lighter, yeah, I'm assuming. It it's kind of more yeah. comfortable on the low ground to stuff because I'm a guard. guard. So I'm going to like that type it, of shit. Get Trey a 10-day. Yeah, I'm a... Duh. Nah, I ain't... Speaking of that, I mean, can you confirm or deny if Cole's trying I, to make it to the Yeah, I, this is what I'll say, right? Like, so... Cole has been working out with uh, my man Omar, who's an NBA trainer. He actually is a guy that works with TJ Warren. Um, so he's been working with that, with Omar for years now, at least two years, maybe more. Um, not to make the NBA, but Cole loves basketball, man. He's a hooper, like, at, at, at his heart. If you guys read that uh, the letter he wrote in Players' Tribune, he talks about how like basketball was his life until he discovered rap, but it never went away. Like those, those feelings, those dreams. So he's in a position where it's like, I love playing. I have money and time on my hands. Right. So I can afford to pay for, he, he actually broke his ankle, um, on tour and, uh, ended up having to rehab and and he rehabbed with, uh, an NBA trainer. I'm not going to say which team the guy works for, but an actual NBA athletic trainer who's a good friend of mine, he, he worked with him to rehab and he's working with Omar working on his game. And so at some point, like you say, I have time, I have money. Why not see how good I can be with the resources available that are usually available only to NBA players, right? Where I'm doing the workouts and I'm doing the, the corrective exercises and I'm doing all this stuff. And then I'm doing the drills and, and now I'm getting into pickup games and I'm playing pickup against these guys. Let me see how good I can be. But in terms of like trying to make the NBA, I don't think that's a real, a real thing. But at the same time, I've told this story before. Logan, I don't know if you ever heard this story. But when Cole, uh, when I first met Cole, he was in college with my cousin Eve, who's Proof's other younger brother. And uh, they were like, you know, I just thought he was just one of the friends. And they go, we hoop or whatever, and everything's cool. And then one day they were like, yo, you know, you know, main raps, right? I'm like, what? And so they give me the CD and I listen to it. And I'm like, yo, he's really good. Well, don't quit your day job. You know, no, nobody gets to be a rapper. Like, that's just a stupid ass dream. Like, make sure you get an education. Like, I was that guy. I was like, you're really good at it. But no, who everyone wants to be a rapper. No one actually becomes a rapper. You know, like, don't waste your life. I mean, and, you're hating. Yeah. No, I mean, what? It wasn't hate. It wasn't hate. It was just kind of like I was just being like super realistic. He was right? like, so, trash, bro. What are you doing? So my take on the Master P quote about him actually trying to make the jump, I am not a dream killer, no pun, but my whole thing was is that at 35, I'm 35 too, 
And I understand, like you said, he has the resources and he's getting all the proper stretching and all Ooh. the moves. And you, his game is going to be improved. The next time he get on the court with some people, he's going to be tearing some shit up because he has that experience. Right. But I hope that it's just he's just using those resources and not trying to make that jump. Not like I said, not to be a dream killer, but at 35 and, and you know. What we seeing every day out there. Right. No, no. I ain't trying to and, see his and, ass and, get lit up like and that. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this because I, I've talked to him about this in the past, not about trying to make the NBA because he's never, ever said, I want to make the NBA. I'm going to try and see. But just about the process of getting better and, co- and competing against NBA players in pickup games and all that is that Cole, like I said, he's a basketball guy. So he mm-hmm. more than anybody understands, you know, it's disrespectful for me to, to – compare myself to these people who live their whole lives working on this. And I just show up and get a little training in or whatever. He understands that. And and he would never want to disrespect the process or disrespect the people who put their lives into this to be as good as they are. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of like you got to have a curiosity about yourself and your game. And, and, and like I said, man, like, you know, the same arguments that we can make about him not making the NBA are the same arguments I made to him 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was, about being yeah. a world-famous rapper, man. Like, like I was just like, oh, come on, man. You're a smart guy. Like, you're going to graduate on time. Like, I'm just, I, like, I had to, like, I was literally, they laugh about it, man. Like, they, well, so, I'll say this. He makes a preseason roster. What, shit. I'll buy. I'll say this. He's better than uh-huh. Master P. I'm going to say this right now. He's way better than Master P. He was nice. He wasn't that nice. Oh, come on now, bro. We he know. wasn't that nice. Uh, he wasn't that nice. You see him, yo, he got a bucket in the NBA game, bro. It was a preseason game, and everyone was, and nobody cared. It was just kind of like everyone just let him go up and hey, lay it up. Hey, hey, man. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not hating on Master P. I'm, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, I just hey, said, I said just Cole saying. better. I'm just saying Cole, Cole's a better basketball player. Okay. Cole's a better basketball player. But do, but do if we give Master P Cole's resources. He get a train. He did. No, he had those resources. How do you think? Like, you think he rolled out of bed and he had nah, all this stuff? I mean, shit. He went to uni- He went to University of Houston right after the five slammer jammer too. Yo, like all of that stuff has been debunked. Like he, he was there. Was he on the team? Not quite. Like at least Towards Cole was. ACL? At least Cole was real with his stuff. Was like I thought about walking on. <laughs> Dang, you out here not living? No, man. Like all of that. All of that is is that's. And I'm Shout speaking, out to Master P, man, American yeah, man. Dream. I want to make sure that people aren't construing this as Cole told me. No, no, this is a mean telling you. We done did the research years and years ago about this. There's no record of him being a scholarship athlete at the University of Houston. Like, he was there at Houston. He might have played some pickup games against the guys that were on the Houston Cougars team. He was not a scholarship athlete. That is all a mythology that he built. Much like a lot of the other stuff in his life, which is cool, because when you're a rapper, part of it is mythology building. Right? You're not about to tell me Master P not out here living his raps. Bro. Hey, don't no, worry. Sir. Save it for next no, week. Save sir. it for next no, week. Sir. Save okay. it for next week. We're going to talk about No Limit Chronicles. So if you're listening, catch up. It comes on BET every Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about That's our new, No yeah. Limit Chronicles. We're going to start doing that uh, next week, yeah, absolutely, along with the show that we've been doing uh, for the last few weeks. Logan, I don't know if you want to slide here. You going to slide? I got to slide, bro. 
Michelle yeah. Ray. Yo, appreciate it. Thanks, thanks. And with the NBA Ringer Show, right? That's the name of the the pod. The Ringer NBA Show. Same shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, no. <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. Rate. What have I said? All that good shit to the blinger. Cause it's black now. We what spray painted the B L A C K on it. Yeah, it's the blinger. That's like if I saw the Logan like Murdoch. American ma- opinions matter Mondays or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like <laughs> what it is. that sounds sophisticated. It does sound sophisticated. It sounds a lot, a lot better than the show that we're doing. But yo, shout out to Logan. Shout out to yo. I told you this on text, Logan. Roger Bell. That's that is my vet. Like when I was an intern with the Suns, this dude took me under my under his wing. He hooked me up with gear and stuff. He's like, you can't be coming in here looking all dusty because I was wearing some old-ass Air Force Ones, real, like, beat-up Air Force Ones. Like, nah, man. So he he, he helped me out big time. Shouts to the big homie, Roger. I, I do. <laughs> nah, he's a good dude, man. And we got a lot of stuff coming, bro. Um, Hopefully, y'all, uh, you know, watch and subscribe and do all that stuff. Man, we got a lot for you guys, and um, I appreciate being on board. And I appreciate coming back on. Uh, welcome back, Welcome back, bro. You know the door's always open. For show, man. See y'all. As, as Trey is hezzy and, and uh, Euro stepping his way to the next topic. Trey, take it away. This week in P-Valley, and we welcome B to the podcast. What's up, B? Hi, what's up? What's the deal? You got niggas fixing their hats and shit when Yo. you sign on? It's crazy <laughs> out here. It won't make the, like, the pod listeners won't know this, and this probably won't be the part that gets clipped for video, but definitely when B signed on, Logan, who was kind of just hanging out chilling, he sat up straight. He fixed the hat. He might have, like, adjusted the eyebrows as well. Like, uh, <laughs> the beard definitely got a little yeah, cold was, going. You know, you got to respect the queen, man. She ain't no slouch, dog. Put some respect on the queen, B. All right, so, you know, it's a new week. We back. We black. P-Valley. It got interesting, man. It got real interesting. It got real jiggy out here. You know, we got the... We got the, the the farewell tour from Mercedes. Well, so you think. Well, so you think. And then, so you think. No spoiler, spoiler rich. Um, and then you know we got some appearances. We got some people coming in. We got some people acting real, real, real different. You know what I'm saying? Well, we gonna start. I want to say who we got. What was that? Maine was what was homie name? Homie from across the street with the ankle bracelet. He oh, he was in the building. Thomas Jones. <laughs> Call him Little House Arrest. I don't know. Little young young House Arrest. <laughs> yeah. So young House Arrest shorty got out the house. Finesse they got some other other person to, to 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 hold it down. But then you got a little murder, right? Little murder wants to be respected so bad. He wants to be a a, a reputable rapper, um, and will do anything that it takes. And we find out that him and Uncle have <laughs> a thing going on now. Which, you know, he got thrown out of the club for, for one, he went to go address respectfully to, you know, uh, what's her name? Mercedes? Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes, right? 
But then he goes and taps in with Mercedes. The goons don't like it. He comes back. His homie feels like they got punked. He doesn't like it because he's heard some things and he's kind of like validating like, yeah, you you basically a mark. And Young Murder didn't like that. Beat his homie up. Gets th- gets Jazzy Jeff out the club. He's outside smoking a cigarette and he'll, here's his song that Mercedes is supposed to debut, but he has no clue that M.I. Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter, I is pretty much debuting this song and people are really rocking with it. So he's outside yeah. crying, um, overwhelmed yeah. with emotions. He def- he definitely uh, recreated that uh, pursuit of happiness um, scene where Will Smith is like doing a slow clap and just like walking in the crowd with tears uh-huh. in his eyes. So he was so, so he's excited. motivated because now his record has broke the strip club and now he feels like he's got one. So out of all excitement and emotions, he Were goes y'all and goes with give, the song. Huh? It Were was you fucking right. with the you song? Know, y'all, y'all can I hear it. Yeah, we can hear it. Oh, you, was, you was tuned I'm in. Falling, falling, falling. Yeah, it's the oh, falling no, no, joint. So nice. then, out of overwhelmed emotions, he said he wrote the song about Uncle Clifford, which that threw me off a little bit, but cool, because I thought it was Cap. But he really delivered, he <laughs> proved it with his back shots to Uncle Clifford. <laughs> so, oh, come on, bro. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they got something going on. That's a new little love interest or whatever, however they're going to play it on the down low. And they. In, I'm sorry. Didn't they get it in in the first episode? Nah, though? he ain't close. Uncle Clifford, had- he ain't close. He ain't close. Nah, he ain't close. He just got the music approved. Uh, but now I, see, I just he kept that thing on him. They laid it down and, and got it cracking. So what I think you're talking about was uh, a daydream happening, like imagining what it would be like. It was kind of like a fantasy scene. Which one? I know what you're talking about. Well, there was, uh, like, within the oh, first the first shit when episodes. he was trying to get his music on. Yeah, yeah, when he got the intro. Right. Okay. Can, yeah. Can I, can I ask a question? And, and I say this, I, I, I preface this by letting everybody know I am not homophobic. You love who you love. And I, I have love for everybody who loves everybody, to quote Steven Jackson. But I won't lie, also, there are certain imagery that makes me uncomfortable. And so the moment, like the whole time, like, okay, they're kissing. Cool. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. They about to do it. Are you pulling up? Okay. All right. Pull it down or whatever. Okay. Get a rubber. Thank you. Shout out to safe sex. Like this show is really big on safe sex. Somehow when he spit, I was like, all right, that's a little too much. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. A little too graphic. Hey, (laughs) Hey, that was a, that was graphic, but they kept it gritty, man. I mean, shout out to them people, shout out to them people having them sex and shit, but you know. No, it was, I was it, just it like, was, we could have glossed over that part. <laughs> we could have, but it's, it's also Mississippi, so hey. You know, uh, the, you have Memphis. to pay attention to details, attention to detail. They're showing you what, what sex is really like, you know? Hey, nah, hey, listen, a lot of people ain't a lot of people ain't hit them levels yet. They still out here having cornball sex, so they haven't I get dry, it. They haven't dry, dry cornball. <laughs> we asked for it hey. last week, and they pulled out a condom this week, so shout out to them for that. All right, they just a little added a little added a little spit. All right, so <laughs> hey man, with a little bit of spit, man, the ant is eventually gonna fuck the elephant. That's that's <laughs> oh, real. My God. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, Mississippi, she gets some she gets some um some confidence to go hit the big stage and blow up. She had a wonderful night financially. But then we got Mercedes who's supposed to be meeting up with her mom. Her mom been ducking her. She finds out that her mom purchased the same property that she wanted to start this, 
this 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 uh business for the girls, and they catch a fade. So not only does she trick off her money that she was gonna bring in, plus she lost her money to her mom, and now she possibly gonna have to do some time. And one of her, she probably gonna have to call a coach to bail her out because she down bad, and she back to the strip club with the with the walk of shame because everybody gonna be like, oh, I thought she was on. That was my prediction. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was so my prediction. She, hey, so now, listen, overall, she has to come back and pursue the career that she thought she was going in. You know what I'm saying? And she, so she, now, she and she was on her way out, out. No, she telling, one leg like, out. Bro, yeah, like telling this. people like, yo, y'all should have been stacking money. Like, that's the and hard that's part. going to be the most embarrassing thing, too, because like she's going to have to walk in there and eat crow. Like for one, she probably got the messed up scar from the mom. Everybody already worried, looking for her. They going to tap in with that. Either Uncle Clifford or the other coach gonna bail her out, cause that's all she got. And then you know she gonna have to turn a couple tricks, man, and get it back on her feet. But it's gonna be, be humble beginning. She gonna have to let go of that dream for a little bit. But I'm also, gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised she didn't beat her mama's ass. Like that, that she actually got like scarred in the. I thought. I thought like as soon as she choked her mom, I was like, oh, she about to kill her. <laughs> I thought there's no. Oh yeah, I mean like that's that's grimy. That's super grimy but, for me. But real. her mom was also capped up, right? She <laughs> got she got a chance to get her bars off. The pastor wasn't feeling it. He already was sexist too. He said he no woman would ever be the lead of his church. Just do what you do and pimp your daughter out of this cash and showed her what it was. She seen that she had the post of the audience off all that, you know, the the turn up and <laughs> Felt like she got her calling, so she took that bread out of disrespect and flipped it into a, you know, a new church, which I don't know if it's going to rock or not, but it's interesting. You know, there's no way in hell that church is going to rock. There's no way. Oh, it's definitely money gone, but it's just the L that Mercedes going to have to deal with. That's the undying love for her mother. Like, you know, she can love. That's like Ginger in in, um, Casino, bro. Where she kept yeah, going oh back yeah. to Lester and giving him the cheese. Or Ace going if back you keep, to If you keep doing that, that's on you. And I think, like, her thing is, is that, like, okay, she's just trying to get her mom's blessing. But the fact that you're going to keep taking these L's, I think she's going to keep forgiving her. But in the foreshadowing of the next episode, you got uh, Night Owl, or what's her name? Is that Night? Autumn Night. Uh-huh. Saying, I said Night Owl. I'm so disrespectful. <laughs> Autumn Night saying that if somebody took all your money, what you going to do? She said, I'll kill them. I don't think it gets to that extreme, but Autumn is really, she on some, some double life shit. I think she planned us for a fool for this little role that she, you know. My, my uh, question. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. How, what is the, um, what's going on where she's wiring money to her where is she wiring this money, money from? She probably has an off. She probably has like an off off uh, offshore account. Because the thing is, when she came for that first audition, I'm I'm assuming before all this Hurricane Katrina and all of the mishaps with the dude she was messing with, she was in some serious type of business. And I think that she knew in order to get back in this game. Like I think at the end of this show, when we finally get to the end, we're gonna find out how smart she really is and how she finessed the stripper game. Because right now Mercedes is playing this OG and wise one, but she really gonna climb up the rank and get that shit really cracking. But then also she gonna reveal herself. I don't know if this show get picked up picked up again. 
I think she's really smart. I think she's really smart because every transaction that she's doing, the transfers is under uh, 10K. And, you know, if you uh, have more than 10K, then there's like paperwork and tax stuff that you got to fill out. So she's keeping it under. She's she's staying as low under the radar as she can to make sure that she continues to scam these people because she's coming in with a different wig. Like, I love I like scammer Autumn, scammer Haley, whatever you want to call her. Like, oh yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't pro scammer because I don't like my money being touched. But not nah, look, I, she's I do fuck she's with the- she's doing what she has to do. This is like survival at this point. I really I, see and to call it a scam. I kind of that's kind of downplaying the situation because it's saying she's really doing this out of necessity. She has to do this, and I we're gonna it. find out, of course, why. But yeah, I get it. But I'm sure she's probably stealing a uh, square bu- square bob uh, money. After she got access to that computer and found out some shit, so she know how to, you know, get it set Ooh. up. But now she probably got the recur- she probably got the recurring wire for the monthly wire to set up Hold that way on, where it Trey. can be ripped. Hold on, so up. you're saying that that because at first you said that's her offshore money, but now I like this theory better that she then scammed uh, Square Bob as you call Andre Andre <laughs> Andre. Yes, like the project idea. money. I think that she funneling out. Can, can I can I just rip Andre real fast? Because I'm sorry. I like this idea. I'm sorry. Andre got 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 played last week, right? He got played. <laughs> it was clear as day. And then uh, and then she went and she went and ran and told that. How does Andre even remotely even start to like get cool with her again? Hey, because that's the coldest piece of ass. Oh, that's the coldest you coldest piece us? of ass in Memphis or Mississippi, bro. Listen, bro. Redbone out here got him nose wide open. He didn't even get that. He didn't even it get it. It don't any. matter, bro. He's smelling that <laughs> perfume. Man. There's some that's... niggas that ain't never got the kiss. And you out here like, here's my I credit hear... card. And I would say this. Never mind. I'm, Go right. for it. I'm cool. It is. It is what it is. Shout out to Andre. I wish but I'm just saying, I wish him Andre, Andre got a lot to lose. So he playing his cards <laughs> right as much as possible. He married as hell. Married he already hell. down bad with the with the um project because he got to get old boy to sign. And now whatever she's seen in that computer, she had enough time to figure some shit out. So we ain't gonna be too dumb and nose wide open. We know she taking some money from somebody in that mix. You, you probably and right, I think bro. that she, I think she gonna, no. But this is the thing: Mercedes gonna come back, beat the fuck up, and down bad. And Autumn Knight going to save the club and be the new queen bitch and take the locker and be running the show. And Uncle, I'm telling you, bro, it's she all set up for her. She her, a bro. plant like Chance the Rapper. Niggas planted her. She planted the stripper. And Yo, that motherfucker, she, she know that what to locker, do. If she tries to take that locker, that she's going to be like loving right basketball, nigga, when Monica right got the shit. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be like when Monica got the shit. Then you're going to have to lie and say, you only got the scholarship because what's the name got pregnant? hey that's what they gonna do to her they gonna say you only got the locker because i fought my mama she gonna hit her with some shit like that and don't let her learn that pole don't let her learn that pole listen i'm talking about if she become a dog on that pole they gonna come get her she gonna bring in atlanta she gonna bring (laughs) in texas i'm telling you quit playing with autumn night dog she she moving up in the power rankings. She like young who who up and coming player. She like Pascal Siakam of the stripper yeah, she, game. John Morant. She John Morant of the stripper game. I love it. Why is she so hostile to Mercedes? 
Because Mercedes is hostile to her. No, Mercedes is is tough love. Disrespects her the second she lays eyes. It's like Peter and the chicken. The second Mercedes (laughs) sees her, it's just disrespect. Like, Autumn doesn't even have to open her mouth and she's already coming at her neck. Oh, no, Even man. when I, she was walking in from, you know, making whatever transaction, she's like, look at her walking like she got 10 stacks on her, which she probably did, yeah, yeah. you know, based off. <laughs> That's a sick kinda, walk, though, to walk like you got 10 stacks on you. That's a sick walk. So she, and that's the crazy thing about mm-hmm. it, because Mercedes intuition is so crazy. She's yeah, telling you got $30, $39 in your pocket. <laughs> and no, she really be knowing. So. If she really walked with the 10K, she knew she had some, she had some bands on her. For what, sure. what, it was a band. What, what do we think the money is for? Probably her kid. Her nah, ki- the kid, kid gone, is, bro. dead, man. You saw that reaction? You yeah, saw the reaction? I think, I think the money now is just her bounce back Fuck you, at Andre. This point. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Andre. <laughs> Maybe she got some type of Ozark scam going, going on. For sure. You know, for I'm sure. not even going to try to, I'm not even going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to let it happen because I feel like I've been watching this show and I'm being too critical instead of just letting the show happen and enjoying the story. So I, I want it to be a surprise. Like I want to, I want to see what this is all about. I'm, I'm not, I'm done trying to figure out who the fuck Autumn Knight is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, I like the show's getting better to me. Like at first, at first I was kind of like it's bad, good TV. Nah, but it's it's That's it right there. It's Fat Beach. It, it's ba- It's but it's getting better. It's getting better. Like, the story is legitimately interesting. Like, it, it's like power in the beginning. Remember the beginning of power? Where yeah. it was... Respect the power, bro. No, no. Power was really good at first. Like, really That's good. what I'm saying. It like Because it had a story. And then at some point, they gave up on a story and just wanted, like, ridiculous soap opera twists and turns. Like, <laughs> he's really alive and all that. But in the beginning, like, the whole, like, trying to figure out who Ghost is... And, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, also what's happening with James St. Patrick and all. Like, I like them laying a story out. P-Valley, I like the story. Like, at first I was like, all right, it's just like a bunch of songs that I never heard before. Oh, that was was the thing I was going (laughs) to ask. As Mercedes is getting ready for her last dance, they're playing Kelly Rowland Motivation. And I was just like, this music does not fit what's, what's happening here, right? Like, Motivation is a song about, like, a dude smashing a girl, like, and doing it right, right? And doing all the things that she likes. And they played it while, like, all the strippers are dressing her like she's, like she's Voltron or something. Like, they're putting her together and stuff and lotioning her down and she's looking in her locker and stuff. I was like, this isn't a very Motivation song, like, the scene. I liked it. I really liked it. Like it's so it just, it it was just sexual. felt good. It was First, sexy enough. It's a very sexy song. If you know, like it also kind of takes it back to like dancers being in the locker room, dressing room, whatever. You play music that kind of gets you in the mood to entertain or, you know, do whatever you're doing. So not that they were listening to that, but it's just kind of one of those songs that just as a woman, it feels good. And it sounds good in the club too. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard it in the club setting. It sounds incredible. I love it. I love. Could you that imagine song. getting a? So, would you like to get a dance to that song? Hell yeah, I think, I'd like to get I think a dance that's sexy. to that song. <laughs> yeah. I won't. I won't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining. Uh, of course, I'm not bougie. complaining about the song. I'm just saying, 
Bougie. Yeah, I still got twenty two. I got twenty two. I got twenty two to thirty one dollars for you right now, baby. Hey, go over there and sit in that corner. And leave me alone. Trey, no, no, Trey's, Trey's ready. Trey, Trey's ready to have a conversation with you while this song plays. Yeah, so. I'll talk about if you want to join Robin Hood or something. Your <laughs> stocks up, baby. No. Oh man, what else? What what other observations do we have from this episode? So at the very beginning, we had the guy in the club talking all that righteousness, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing here and you, sh- you shouldn't be dancing here or whatever. Like, why do men feel the need to act like they need to come in and tell a girl what she should or should not be doing? Like, I love the fact that Mercedes came through. It was like, nigga, kill that noise. Why are you in here? Why are you in here? Why are you here? And he was the main one throwing money later. Exactly. Exactly. And that also makes me wonder, like, have you ever done that, Trey? Because, you know, you'd be the bougie one in the club. Like, oh, I'm going to pay a girl to leave me alone. Like, but but why are you there other than the, the food? You said, so have I ever did, like, how he was doing? Like, hold on to money? No, no, no. Like, yeah. talk to a girl about, like, why why are you, do, why are you throwing your life away in here? And all? I know I ain't go that extreme, but I was just curious of how you got there. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, it's, it's very rare that you just enjoy dancing. And no, it's not. Huh? It's not rare. Not, oh, every, okay. not every, not every girl I, has I ain't, that. I ain't trying to put it in a, like a stereotype that all strippers in there don't enjoy it. But I'm talking about everybody normally has a story too. So my thing was, is like half the time, if it's 3 a.m., it depends what city I'm in and I'm in a strip club. I'm not about to be, unless I got some food or something, but I'm chilling and I'm on a wave and it's a joint. And I'm like, I already know I've seen her like work her shift for like 35 minutes. You're not about to put that on me. So... While you still here, I'm going to respect the time that you came over here because you really working hard to get my attention. So here go the cheese. I don't want to dance, but I'm going to give you a break. Let's just talk. So during that time while I'm talking, because I really don't want to go home with you. I ain't about to lie to you. I ain't, ain't nothing. I already know why you over here. You just about to seduce me. So in a situation while I'm having that conversation, I'm like, yo, how old are you? Chick might say 23. Okay. Whether she lying to me or not, she like, yo, I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to pay for this. I'm like, oh, respect that. I, all that. But I ain't going to be like, yo, why are you doing Like, how he was trying to do it? It's never in a degrading way. I'm just curious of the story. Like, I'm always fascinated with the story. I, I talk to any stripper that ain't dancing in the club. I'm just going to be like, yo, how did you, you know, like, are you enjoying it? Do you have, like, an out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're interviewing like, her. You get, you kind of get, you kind of, yeah, pretty much. I interview him at that point. But I don't want to close. You know what I'm saying? You've been sweaty and shit. What you going to do? I ain't going to do nothing with that. But respectively, I respect, like, at least I'm I'm paying for your time. You know what I'm saying? My man dropped that that money on the floor. I was like, oh, man. Nah, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. Because I'll ass. be somebody's ass. But like, yeah, like, he didn't know he was going to kick his ass. Drake. I was calling him Drake. Oh, man. So funny. Predictions for next week? I have a prediction that Autumn is going to save the day. I think she's going to save Mercedes' ass, and Mercedes will be in debt to Autumn. Ooh, and it God. changes their dynamic of their friendship, you know, love-hate relationship they have. Save her as in bail her out? Yeah. Or, or okay. Jerv, what you yep. got? So I think it's well, I think there's literally there's only six episodes right to this thing, so I think episode five is net no, no six total right or there's oh is it six total for real? Well, when I looked it up, it said it had it has there being six episodes. I don't know if that's like because of COVID or something like that, but I, if if next week is the the episode before the season finale, 
Um, I'm with you, B. I think that Autumn is going to be the one to bail her out. Um, I think that, but I also think next week's going to be a super duper filler episode. Like, I just think it's going to be one of those episodes where it's like, eh, whatever. Autumn's going to make her transition. I actually don't think Autumn's going to be the, uh, the, the main attraction right away. I think, uh, Mississippi. Yeah. My favorite. I think, yeah, I think that she showed, she showed a lot. She showed that she can be like the headliner. And I think that if Autumn's this game in person that we all just made her out to be, it's better for Autumn to not be the headliner and get to be kind of low key and then get to scam everybody. So I think she's actually going to be the one that wants uh, Mississippi to be the uh, headliner. So I think that's what we're going to see. I think Mississippi's going to uh, be the new one. And I think she might actually get the locker and not Autumn. Okay. I like that. Trey, what you got? Well, I like to think that Uncle Clifford and Lil Murder going to keep that thing going privately. I think that Autumn Night is going to save the day. Again, she gonna be she gonna she gonna say I got it. She gonna find isn't the Autumn guilt Knight, in her. Isn't Autumn yeah. Knight like a superhero name? Yeah, it has to be. It might be some crazy ass spinoff. She might be a favorite comic book that she used to read. It's gonna be some <laughs> crazy story to it, but she gonna she gonna find a little bit in her heart to help Uncle Clifford. And then Mercedes, she gonna eat she gonna eat some humble pie, but she also gonna like what Jerv say. I think that she gonna give her blessing to let Mississippi. You know, become the big dog in the house and just, you know, kind of bow out gracefully. But I don't think that she going to, I think she going to have a different outlook with everything. I think she going to probably walk off. She ain't going to strip too long, but she going to walk off with peace and find out like it ain't really worth none of that. Or, or, or that the um, club is all she has. This is my prediction. First of all, let me just answer Jerv's question. Season one is eight episodes. Season two just got a green light. It will be 10 episodes in season two. But season hey. one is going to be eight, eight episodes. Um, my prediction is Autumn Night is not going to save Mercedes' ass. Rather, Keyshawn, because I'm not going to say her stupid ass stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> Keyshawn going to save Mercedes. And it's going to be kind of like the humble pie that, that Trey was talking about. That you're telling everyone to stack, and now you, you needed help. And so she's the one going to say that Autumn Knight is going to save the pink. She's the one that's going to get the club out of foreclosure because that was a, a storyline that they were saying that it's going to be on the auction block anytime anyways. It's soon anyway, so there's no need to put in a, a good offer for it. So I think that's where uh, that uh, Autumn Knight's going to save the day. She's going to save the actual club, not Mercedes per se. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this episode of Black Opinions Matter. Thank you to uh, B. Thank you, John Gervais. Thank you, Trey. Thank you to our guest, Logan Murdoch. Remember, you can check out his show, The Ringer NBA Show. It's on wherever you get podcasts. It's him. It's Raja Bell, former Phoenix Sun and my good friend. So, Guys, definitely go listen and subscribe over there. Remember, next week, uh, No Limit Chronicles. So everyone catch up on that. There's been uh, three episodes so far, Trey? Yes. Right, so uh, two, two, two. Two episodes. So, so, so they, run, they run two every Wednesday. Two every Wednesday. There you go. So we'll be up to episode four by next, uh, by next week. So definitely check that out because we'll be talking about it. All right. Peace.